welcome back. It is Wordy Nerdy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Wooderson Slater, and with me, as always, is my man Rabbit. I know hey. it's been a while. Oh, it has been a while. For, for, hey, first off, it's been so long. Was was Wordy Nerdy the name of it? <laughs> yeah, dude. We we only had that fan friction for like the first. Episode. Oh, I see. I thought it was. I thought it was that was the one. The fan fan friction. Because like Wordy Nerdy was already taken by a better podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no, it was a, a fan friction or that just sounded stupid. But no, it, it has been Wordy Nerdy since like episode three for sure. Well, first off, uh, we've been gone for like uh, five months. And uh, I would I would like to apologize to uh, our, our two listeners, Zach's <laughs> Meemaw and our fraternity brother, Terry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry guys. Um, well, no, it's your fault. I don't have a life. You're the one, Mister Big Time Hollywood, got the job and had to go make a Hulu series. Yeah, I didn't know that it was going to be a five month long uh, series. It was only eight episodes. It takes five months to make eight episodes. Go figure. Yeah, you're working on um, what's that? The reboot of um, Night Court. <laughs> oh God, I wish. <laughs> I, I wish, no, I'm working on a uh, true crime series for Hulu called The Girl from Plainville. Mm. It's the case of Michelle Carter. If you're not familiar with that one, you can Google it. I, I don't want to waste time talking about work. Actually, no, I would. Uh, could, could, I, uh, could I do a new segment called uh, Rabbit Bitching About Work? Let's do it. Well, I, I got nothing to bitch about, and I can take it. So, doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, my job is I'm a uh, an assistant location manager, and so I'm the guy that kind of figures out how you film outside of a studio at a certain location. So, if we go into a neighborhood and we have to film at a house, I'm the one that like figures out like where are we going to park everybody who do i need to make deals with where you know we got to park uh trucks in this person's lot or put lights in this person's yard um and then i kind of manage the workflow with the the other departments as, as they build a set outside of a studio um and the thing is all these departments were working on the same project, but everybody has uh, different agendas. Like uh, the construction department, they only want to build the sets. They're not really thinking about like, oh, we probably shouldn't have parked this five ton truck in someone's yard or the electric uh, department who just wants to run cables and park generators. And so I'm the one that's like, hey, guys, uh, we shouldn't drive a truck through this person's yard. Or, you know. <laughs> uh, But uh, currently I'm finishing up my project and um, I'm in this this uh, old bar that closed down a few years ago. And we're going to be uh, shooting a bar scene in there. And so we're fixing it up. And uh, it's just me and the carpenters right now um, as they're building fake walls and stuff. But the thing about construction guys, no matter what job area you work in, all construction guys are the same. <laughs> and these guys, like, when they go to the bathroom, they only shit. Like, the only... 
the only reason they go into the bathroom is they shit. Like if <laughs> if they if they happen to pee, it's because they peed while they were shitting. <laughs> the the guys that I'm working with now, like like uh, usually I'll get like a, a bathroom trailer uh, for them to use. We won't use like a facility. A facilities bathroom whatever building or house bathroom there is because they're going to tear it up but we're using it because it's an old bar so we're using the bar's bathroom and i guess while we were cleaning out the bar had a bunch of old shit in it uh somebody found like an old can of axe body spray <laughs> and so they put it in the bathroom and so all these guys have been using this axe body spray is is uh uh, air freshener. Air freshener. <laughs> and so I go in there, and it always just reeks of um, just Axe body spray because all they do is just shit. Like yeah, all day what, they go. What they reeks eat. of Axe body spray and shit because it's not going to really cover up the shit smell either. Just adds to <laughs> nothing. <it. laughs> nothing does. It's like cologne shit now. <laughs> I one time had a construction guy drive his truck all the way up to the uh, the bathroom trailer. And get out and and use the bathroom. He came out. And was like, dude, why well, you just like drove it to the steps? He's like, I got to be honest with you. If I had taken one more step, I was gonna shit my pants. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would you live your life in such a way that you're just one step away from disaster? Like you eat you eat gas station food and you drink beer all night, and you're just like one movement away from soiling your pants. I don't know. I feel like this is now more of a my area of expertise. <laughs> I mean, I've done a better job in uh, you know my thirties now. Like you know, not really like let's not do that Seven Eleven hot dog before I clock in at eight a.m. in the morning <laughs> because I need that. My morning coffee is just going to send me to oblivion. So um, uh, you just got hey, yeah, like you said, you just got to like really you know know what you're doing to your body and how it's going to react. You use a boat toilet. Where does does it just go into the sea? Oh no, it goes into a poop tank that the guys they have to, we have to pump, you know, and like oh, like an here. RV. Yep. I just assumed because you know, like on trains, like it just it just falls onto the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so I just assumed it just went into the ocean. No, we're you know we try not to do that. It's well. Here's the thing: like it, that you pump it and they take it to like a sanitation place but i'm sure they just pump it back into the ocean so you're just adding an extra step yeah i mean it's all winding in the ocean again uh, sadly but yeah <laughs> yeah I, um and the, the the boats uh back in the day we, you know we had this like annex uh kind of office that i could go and take a good poo in and get like it was a nice bathroom and i'd be gone for like 20 minutes and but now we're all on the boats because all that got burned up over fire and so now you're just like you go and really put one down on a boat like it's just gonna be like you don't want to put your co-workers through that because they'll know who who it was and they'll be like, oh, the, the, the queen smells like fucking ass right now and, he's like, and, like, and everyone just looks at the fat guy immediately and it was like yeah. it's captain mike because he's, he's the other big guy there and like captain mike they blew it up. I, I i mean i'll be honest like every time i see a fat person I'm just like, and they come out of the bathroom. I'm just like, you just took a huge shit. <laughs> and it's really discriminatory. I know it is, and it's. I, I mean, based on, I mean, based on the age and and like, uh, 
and how big they are. Like me, you know, my knees are kind of getting bad now. Like I'm, I'm sometimes I'm just sitting on the toilet, even if I it's just peeing, you know. It's just... Yeah, and some poop's gonna. Let's be honest, some poop's gonna come out. Yeah, like <laughs> big people or people with bad diets. Like we're just primarily just need to sit on the toilet just to get a breath, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is oh, the wait, last wait, podcast. Let's take, let's, take a, let's take a moment to rebrand. Welcome to the Wordy uh, Bowel Movement. I'm Rabbit. <laughs> and I'm a shit expert, Wooderson Slater here. <laughs> okay, let's get back. Uh, and we're talking about your poo and you. Tonight uh, I've got poo expert Rabbit. <laughs> well, uh, pretty sure we just uh, just lost Meemaw. So <laughs> down to just one one audience member. Terry and and he's probably like, man, I'm just gonna go shit now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's move on with something better. Uh, hopefully. Hey, Joe, so I we decided that this is gonna be the uh, the season finale. No, I wanted it to call it season two since we took a. No, we got to do a finale before we do season two. I thought the finale we did a finale was like we your- okay. So we have we have three options here. This can be uh, the season finale. This can be the mid-season finale, and we have season one point five, one point two, whatever, after the the holiday break, or we call it just season two. I think that we need uh, need to call this the season finale, and then maybe we wrap up some some stuff like we talk about, like how we started this. Uh, this podcast with some really lofty goals uh, to be the next big thing. And uh, we failed miserably at that. (laughs) All right. So, all right, let's do it. Wordy nerdy season one season finale. That's this episode. Wordy nerdy podcast. You know what? Well, first of all, and and honestly, right now, this is a a great moment to just like cut out the last 11 minutes with poo (laughs) and just start fresh. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> but you know what we, you say we failed first off if we were like you know had like b or d list like you know b or d b or c um uh, i just skipped the c's if we were just b or c celebrities and we tried a podcast and only 36 plays for our latest one yeah we failed but we're we're, we're nobodies we're doing all right we're doing okay yeah we just took a month um five months off because you had a job job where you're really busy and I don't know. I just I just been drinking and smoking and working, waiting for you to come back. I was gonna do it with Trent, but I don't know. I don't know if that if me and him could uh, pull it off like me and you can. And I don't really know what how that would go. Also, <laughs> mm. well, I guess get back to the nerdy part. Um, first off, I have barely watched anything. Uh, I've seen one movie in the theaters. I saw Dune. Um, and, uh, I just watched a lot of cartoons. I tried to watch, uh, other things, but, uh, nothing could hold my interest. I've been really scatterbrained, but I did, uh, I did finish the, uh, the new masters of the universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. You know what? Let's go. So I'm in the same way. Like I really haven't, I mean, I watched like the new season of doom patrol, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I did that. That was fun. But yeah, for like, I really like. People kept trying to get me like, I didn't give a shit about watching Squid Game. You know, I don't want to hop on Netflix trends. But you know what? I, I've been rewatching this older uh, 
comedy series like a couple months ago i was on drew carey show kick and i started out with season one of the drew carey show and i stopped it the last season i just kind of was getting like it wasn't getting as good you know i was a little burned out but uh the drew carey show i mean like that's a that was actually a I remember it pretty really good when it first came out. It was just so different, you know, from all the other kind of comedy sitcoms. Like he didn't have a family, he wasn't yeah. married, so it wasn't that whole tripe kind of stuff. And Wooderson, it's been so long since we did the last podcast, you forgot that we already talked about the Drew Carey show in a previous podcast. Are you for real? I am absolutely for real. We talked about the Drew Carey show already briefly. We talked about Drew Carey and how uh, it's a shame that he really didn't do a lot. He hasn't done a lot since then. He's, well, I rewatched it. It's a great damn show, but uh, yet I mean, it was, it was uh, that was. But it, it had the same problem that every sitcom back then had: is that it they they ran it until it you know it ran out of steam. You know, like now you might do a show for four seasons, five seasons, and it it makes its natural progression to the end. But back then they would beat that dead horse, you know. Yeah, and they got beat pretty hard. Yeah, it's um. I think the last sitcom that did that uh, that I just I like I really enjoyed the first four seasons, and then it just really just spun the wheels for like another six was How I Met Your Mother. Which started out really good, uh, and then it just like was season after season of the same thing. Same with like Modern Family, or you have something like The Office, where it loses so many people <laughs> by the last couple seasons. It's like, uh, what's the point? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. I I don't watch The Office anymore now. I've kind of just like grown grown past it. I think, but I it, I love The Office. And, you know, I remember like being like even teary eyed when the finale happened. I can get, yeah, it, when Carell left, but it was already going downhill before he left, honestly, like you said, but they're not horrible. I've watched definitely worse seasons, like the Drew, the last season of the Drew Carey show, like, yeah, they were beating the dead horse, but the last, like, they were trying different stuff for the office. It didn't really work, but I won't say it failed horribly. I think it wasn't no Game of Thrones last season, I don't feel like. Yeah, where they truly gave up. Truly gave up. Fucking... I, we don't even go there. If we go down that Game of Thrones hole, then we're just going to be yeah, – it's going to be a nightmare. Um, speaking, of, speaking of gave up, I, I just got my, my Spotify yearly wrap, and boy, howdy, have I just given up. It was uh, it was probably my my lamest Spotify uh, end-of-the-year wrap ever. It, um, I, was, I was very disappointed in myself. I don't know what this means, Spotify, end of the year. I don't have Spotify, so what is the Oh, end oh of the year? So, it, so at the end of the year, Spotify breaks down, like, uh, your most played songs, and it tells you how, how, long, how, how long you listen to everything and uh, how many new artists you discovered. And it's uh it's really interesting. Uh, this year wasn't very good. Mine wasn't very good. And it, it was mainly because, so... In, in my job, I have to get up really early or I work really, really late. And uh, to get going in the morning, I, I just play some like really terrible like pop music. <laughs> when I'm in the car driving to whatever bumblefuck town uh, we have to film in. And so it was just like, I was just like, oh, no, no one can see. No one can see my shame. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I tell you what, dude, we are fucking dead air right now. We have not talked about anything interesting. I'm like, shit, we've talked about poops and then just angry TV shows <laughs> or how what shows have failed us, basically. So let's do uh, what we d- decided to do, and let's kick off because uh, it's the Christmas season. And I was talking about I was watching one of our favorite Christmas movies that a lot of a lot of a lot of people don't watch because it's not a traditional Christmas movie. But damn it, everybody should watch it. It's fucking amazing. Reindeer Games, Rabbit. Tell about everybody uh, about Reindeer Games. Come on, paint the so picture for Rain- me. Reindeer Games, I believe, came out in the year two thousand. Uh, directed by uh, the late great John Frankenheimer who did movies like Grand Prix and uh, Black Sunday. Um, it was actually, I think, his last theatrical release, but it's an early Ben Affleck. Uh, it's got Charlie Theron, uh, Gary Sinise, <laughs> and it's a really great well, hang uh, on. kind of yes. like... You can't stop with the cast there. The, there's, there's way more... Oh, yeah, yeah. great character actors because I was watching I was like oh my god like the goons Gary Sinise's goon squad is made up of uh, Danny Trejo amazing uh, Donald Logue who I also love everyone know from Blade in the latest season of what we do in the shadows and other great the phenomenal things and then you also have got um, from the mod squad which is like Clarence Williams the third right that's his name yes He's in it, and then also always uh, one of my favorite character actors, Dennis Farina. He's the casino boss. Gosh, I love when he shows up in anything. And then I always forget about till he pops up. Young Ashton Kutcher in his little goofy role. You remember Ashton Kutcher in Reindeer Games? Oh God, I'd forgotten that he's in that. Exactly, he's the dude with the goatee that uh, Affleck swaps places with to like try to trick them so he can get away. He's he's like he probably was just started doing that '70s show. Like he's so young. Yeah, that, I don't even know if that '70s show was going. It probably was. How old was I? I was 16 in year 2000. But uh, there's uh, that's such a great like like noir kind of story. Uh, really fun that it's set during Christmas time, and uh, has really good twist. Uh, and also, I don't know how many times I've rewatched. Uh, well, there's 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 several sex scenes. I knew there's, you really, there's a really like, good one in the pool. I was like, if he if he goes down, what he loves about the most about this movie, this is where the this listeners like, are stop listening right here. <laughs> look, look, Charlie Theron has aged like fine wine, but <laughs> her in that movie, yeah. So when I was 16 years old, I. I watched that scene a lot. I, I, I ran it back a whole bunch. You're talking about and, the swimming pool, right? The swimming oh, pool yeah. scene? Yeah. Well, you it's, know, it's about 60% for her, 40% for Gary Sinise. And how great is it? It was, it was a great, rare Gary Sinise bad guy role. Right, and he's a creepy bad guy. Yeah, he was really good in that. And, and it has great twists. You want to, like, it's all about, like, Ben Affleck is this, he gets recently released from prison and, and Charlize thinks he's this guy that she's been writing, but he's not. It was his cellmate that died, but he takes on the role because it's fucking Charlize. And she's hot. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> and then there's some twists in it without giving away. He gets sucked into this casino heist. And uh, it's pretty but I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite to kick off the season with, for sure. Reindeer yeah. games. And then, and, um, and, uh, you know, you and I, we've always been believers in. And Ben Affleck, like yep. I've oh, always yeah. in his entire career, I've enjoyed 
his movies and he plays a really good schlub. It's just uh, another great uh, athletic schlub character in that, you know? Yeah. And that's what he was really good. Uh, kind of the early on in his career, I felt like, you know, being a good schlub. But um, he has another Christmas movie. You said he had never watched it. And I, I watch usually when I watch reindeer games, I just go right into watching um as a double feature. It's called Surviving Christmas, which you have to watch that. It is so good. Uh, it stars you know Ben Affleck, James Gandolfini, Catherine O'Hara, and I can't oh Christina Applegate. And it's all about like um Ben Affleck's like this famous or not famous. He's just a big rich like kind of like marketing producer kind of guy. And he gets all lonely on Christmas. Girlfriend breaks up with him. So he goes and hires this family that's like living in like his old house to like let him like come and do Christmas with them. And they're like, and it's just hilarious, dude. Cause they're like, he drives them crazy. He's making them do all his like crazy traditions and shit. He hires like this um, old actor to come and play his grandfather and <laughs> survive it. You should watch it. Him and James Gandolfini have some great banter in it. I'll, I'll check that out. Um, and what what was the other movie you're watching? Yeah, so so I I kick off my uh, Christmas season with like the, the non traditional ones because we all fucking watch like Christmas Vacation and Home Alone, so I save that for later. Um, so I like to kick off with non the uh, like Gremlins. I watched Gremlins uh, the other night, and I had some friends that had never seen it before, and uh, some were into it, some were uh, didn't care at all. You know, millennial and Gen Z crowd, but I I tried. Um, and then Grim and I, we can get into our love for Gremlins later. But then one of the other ones I watched that I really love that people sh- and they should just watch it. It's so damn good. The cast at that age in the '90s when they made it was just really fucking on their A game. But uh, Trapped in Paradise, starring Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz, and Dana Carvey, and it is you've seen it. You know how. Oh yeah, no, I've <laughs> seen I've seen that movie so many times, and that's a great that's a great trio. <laughs> It's so funny. It like I love John Lovitz. I mean, I love all three of those guys so much. And everyone knows how much I love Nicolas Cage. And you can't love Dana Carvey, but like yeah, no, because like, and that's like Dan. You can count on one hand, like honestly, like how many non Wayne's World roles Dana Carvey was in. So it's always a treat to see him. And he he's doing like that weird kind of like young Mickey Rourke kind of make his face and mouth do yeah. like that Mickey Rourke thing. This squinty thing, yeah. Yeah, he's big thought, Hey, hey, what are you, we got free? They got free Scrabble over here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that. Was like, like, what the fuck is Scrabble? And I had to look it up. <laughs> I always think about that. <laughs> it's just and Nicholas Cage. You love him in the nineties. He's just got all his energy. And he's young and pretty. And then John Lovitz. I just cannot love John Lovitz. And his whole character is about like you know the, him and Dana Carvey are getting out of prison. And Carvey is a kleptomaniac, and, and Lovitz is incapable of telling the truth. And it's just like they just both play those characters perfectly. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It, it definitely was their will. I, John Lovitz has a wheelhouse, and he can't leave it. But he can play that character excellent. Because, I oh yeah, that, I hate that they don't they don't put that character in more movies anymore. Yeah, I just said that. What? How do you like want to say? Just that you can't trust them. Slick as oil, funny. I mean, because I, I, I just kind of like a used car salesman. Kind yes. Of. 
because I watched another movie with he plays the same character basically, uh, City Slickers too. I watched that. Oh yesterday. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and he, honestly, he's the same character in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> oh yes, this lady is naked, just the creepy <laughs> wedding singer guy. <laughs> yeah. Him and uh, City Slickers too, you know that. There's your uh, Home Alone connection. You got Daniel Stern, another person I always enjoy when they pop up in movies, but really only people know him um, from Home Alone. Well, the millennials and Gen Zs. I mean, Gen Xs they'll know him from like maybe Diner and some of his older stuff. You know. I mean, honestly, when I think of him, I, I think of uh, Home Alone. You know what I think of? Another a great Daniel Stern. I watched it twice a couple weeks ago over my weekend. Uh, Celtic Pride with him and Dan Aykroyd, where they kidnap Damon Wayans. Have you seen that? God, that's uh, that's a freaking blast from the past, dude. It is so funny. That's why I had to watch it twice. Like, it's got Daniel Stern, is that he's a, a gym teacher who is so sports obsessed, his marriage is failing, and he doesn't give a shit at all because the Celtics are like playing the Utah Jazz for like the championship, and Dan Aykroyd's just that like single plumber, grandma's boy kind of guy. And they're so desperate for the fucking Celtics to win. They kidnap Damon Wayans. The Jazz is like number one player. <laughs> I feel like '90s was the uh, the golden age for basketball movies. You just really don't see basketball movies anymore. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, let's think about it. Yeah, Celtic Pride. Because then next up to mind, I think of Slam Dunk Ernest. How can you not, right? Oh, no, that's top of everyone's list. I'm pretty sure that's like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's on most, most list of greatest movie ever. <laughs> it is, it is honestly everything under that's just like more earnest movies. Well, of course, and that's another one I kick off. Ernest oh, Saves oh, Christmas. Yeah. Ernest Saves Christmas. Which is on Disney Plus. I don't know what, how in the ownership that works, but I'm so glad you all have Disney Plus. Whoever listens to this, watch Ernest Saves Christmas. Jesus. Here, is here is how warped my mind is from constant Ernest viewings as a child. <laughs> is that in my mind, it's it's not individual Ernest movies. It's one continuous exactly like, like i like i can't separate scenes from ernest saves christmas and ernest goes to jail and ernest scared stupid and ernest goes to camp like to me it's just one giant mass of a movie know what i mean Vern? yeah <laughs> you know like i'm at work when I'm at work and I like, you know, I do like, kind of, I call it like earnest jobs. Like I like spray the bird shit off in the morning and stuff. Or I have like an idea like, oh, I think that'll work. And I'm like, why do I have these I like half-ass ideas and never really want to think it through? And I'm like, oh, I was raised by earnest. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, just duct tape something and just like start climbing up the ladder and just see if it goes, Vern, you know? <laughs> why Why am I okay with my job of cleaning toilets barehanded with no gloves? <laughs> oh, thanks, <laughs> Ernest. Yeah. Ernest made me okay with manual, menial labor. <laughs> I just have like these half cocktails and they're just like, but then I'll go and tell, like, when we have something at work and I'm like, well, we can do that. And I'm like, yeah, but what about when that is like, oh, shit, yeah, sorry, I just. I was raised by Ernest. I just kind of like have the halfway of the plan, just figure it out as we're going along, you know. <laughs> like I always think of him and like goes to camp and all that, like that damn like lawnmower that just like is always running around without him unmanned on it, you know, and shit like that. Yeah. And where he was the garbage man and say scared stupid and always got his weird wacky stuff he's trying to build on the truck and never works. 
Yeah, no, he was uh, he was the the hero of the of the common man. Yeah, which is so crazy because Jim Varney was a classically trained actor. He's a Shakespearean actor. And, well, I, I mean, I don't know his background as deep as that's his background. He was a he was a Shakespearean actor, and he created Ernest. Was a uh, um, he was in a bunch of local commercials in Tennessee. And they were very popular. And then the character uh, got his own. Because back then you could like, you could be in a commercial and if enough people liked you, you got your own movie. <laughs> so like, so like people bitch like now it's like with like YouTubers or probably TikTokers soon will get their own movie. But it's like, it's just the same shit from yeah. like back in the day. It's like you had a fucking, I'm pretty sure the Where's the Beef lady probably had a movie in the 80s. <laughs> We just don't know about it, you know. Yeah, it's it's Pat. They did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't and, I like think every I... every SNL character, no oh, matter yeah. how thinly like conceived, got their own movie. I was telling somebody in that, the like, like, you can look like yeah, the Coneheads. It's Pat, like I said. It, um, it's Stewart saves his family. Stewart saves his family. Uh, hang on, well, Dirty Work, but that wasn't based on the skit, but that was Norm McDonald's, which is actually really funny. The Ladies' Man, Superstar, Night of the Roxbury. Uh, but Coneheads was actually, I feel like, one of the better ones, better well done. Like, it f- didn't just feel like based on a skit. Like, it was a good movie movie. Yeah, you know? no, but it had, like, uh, but there's a lot you can do with uh, aliens that are living among people, and nobody, everybody's oblivious to their giant cone head, like. It surprisingly, I think, uh, had one of the the beefier <laughs> storylines because they did the whole like, uh, you know, their planet in the backstory. Look, look at what we did! I brought up Trapped in Paradise, and we spun off the City Slickers to Daniel Stern basketball movies, Ernest, and like we don't even like stick. We're such a ADHD. Yeah, but this is like this is part of our charm. <laughs> Uh, but so back in Trapped in Paradise, I wanted to sell that movie. I want people to who want to watch that. Who was the female? Who was the who was the love interest? I can't she, remember. I not. It was not like one that popped up in enough movies for me to remember her name. She's like that fat. You see her like, oh, I remember her from other <laughs> stuff, but you don't remember her name. I hate to say that, but I can't remember her name. It's just that way. But all right, Trapped in Paradise. Here's the plot. I'm going to sell it to you guys. All right. So Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, they get out of jail around Christmas, and they go and uh, Nicholas Cage is their other brother, and he picks them up. And they sell him this whole sob story how they were, they were in jail with this guy and his daughter don't talk to him and they're going to deliver this letter. And one way or another, they guilt Nicholas Cage in making this tri- trip to this little small town to see this girl. But really, it's a trick because when they get there and they walk in this bank and they see it's this like small town bank that's like the guard is like old and always asleep. There's no camera and just like ready for the taking to be robbed. And because they're all basically former criminals and stuff like that, they're all tempted. They know they're like, he's going to be tempted and they want to rob it. And it just kind of spirals out of control there from robbing this little small town bank to where they don't even get away because like they crash the car and they get in there, winded up staying in the house of like the bank manager and their little small family. It's pretty, but it's Dana Carvey. He's a kleptomaniac. He's stealing shit constantly, doing this weird accent. John Lovitz is just it's a bullshit spinner, and then Nicholas Cage is just being all like worried, anxiety, and energetic. It's you know, it's it's the perfect storm for hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> you did that pretty quick. You like that? Yeah, I think I did it in a minute. 
That, that's like me on the mic at work, just fucking selling real quick. <laughs> Let me sell this movie. Let me sell this movie. So go now to your local movie store and rent Trapped in Paradise.